This is the Wikipedia page for Sexual Cannibalism, Part 2. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. Are wow. you excited to get to Part 2? Yeah, actually, I didn't read ahead. I mean, usually I would go and read ahead, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait and see how sexual cannibalism turns out because the first half of it was great. I agree. And I almost never read ahead because I like to live on the wild side. Yep. Male adaptive behaviors. In some cases, sexual cannibalism may characterize an extreme form of male monogamy in which the male sacrifices itself to the female. Males may gain reproductive success from being cannibalized by either providing nutrients to the female indirectly to the offspring or through enhancing the probability that their sperm is used to fertilize the female's eggs. Although sexual cannibalism is fairly common in spiders, Male self-sacrifice has only been reported in six genera of aranoid spiders. However, much of the evidence for male complicity in such cannibalistic behavior may be anecdotal and has not been replicated in experimental and behavioral studies. Male members of cannibalistic species have adapted different mating tactics as a mechanism for escaping the cannibalistic tendencies of their female counterparts. No shit. Current theories suggest antagonistic co-evolution has occurred where adaptations seen in one sex produce adaptations in the other. Adaptations consist of courtship displays, opportunistic mating tactics, and mate binding. Opportunistic mating. The risk of cannibalism becomes greatly reduced when opportunistic mating is practiced. Opportunistic mating has been characterized in numerous orb-weaving spider species, such as Nephilia fenestrata, where the male spider waits until the female is feeding or distracted, and then proceeds with copulation. This greatly reduces the chances of cannibalization. This distraction can be facilitated by the male's presentation of nuptial gifts where they provide a distracting meal for the female in order to prolong copulation and increase paternity. Altered Sexual Approach Multiple methods of sexual approaches have appeared in cannibalistic species as a result of sexual cannibalism. The mechanism by which the male approaches the female is imperative for his survival. If the female is unable to detect his presence, the male is less likely to face cannibalization. <laughs> He's just trying to be really quiet. <laughs> He's just like tiptoeing through the house. Oh, I hope she doesn't wake up. <laughs> This is evidence in the mantid species, Tinodera erdifolia, where the male alters his approach utilizing the surrounding windy conditions. The male attempts to avoid detection by approaching the female when the wind impairs her ability to hear him. In the praying mantid species, Pseudomantis albofimbrata, the males approach the female either from a slow mounting from the rear. <laughs> or a slow approach from the front position to remain undetected. The male alters his approach 
through the utilization of the surrounding windy conditions and thus the risk of facing cannibalization is reduced. <laughs> These guys have it rough. They sure do. Meat guarding. Sexual cannibalism has impaired the ability of the orb-weaving spider and Fenestrata to perform mate guarding. If a male successfully mates with a female, he then exhibits mate guarding, inhibiting the female from remating, thus ensuring his paternity and eliminating sperm competition. Guarding can refer to the blockage of female genital openings to prevent further insertion of a competing male's pedipalps or physical guarding from potential mates. Guarding can decrease female remating by 50%. Males who experience genital mutilation can sometimes exhibit the gloves-off hypothesis, which states that a male's body weight and his endurance are inversely proportional. Thus, when a male's body weight decreases substantially, his endurance increases as a result, allowing him to guard his female mate with increased efficiency. Very interesting. He doesn't have to carry all that weight around, I guess. Mate binding. I'm so glad that uh, this is taking the time to define these terms which it brought up earlier. Because earlier when they said mate binding, I was like, what's mate binding? And here we are. And mate binding. We're learning. <laughs> yes. I'm very happy. Mate binding refers to a pre copulatory courtship behavior where the male deposits silk onto the abdomen of the female while simultaneously massaging her in order to reduce her aggressive behavior. The action allows for initial and subsequent copulatory bouts. While both chemical and tactile cues are important factors for reducing cannibalistic behavior, the latter functions as a resource to calm the female, exhibited in the orb weaver spider species. Nephilia polypus additional hypothesis suggests that male silk contains pheromones which seduce the female into submission. However, silk deposits are not necessary for successful copulation. The primary factor in successful subsequent copulation lies in the tactile communication between the male and female spider that results in female acceptance of the male. The male mounts the posterior portion of the female's abdomen while rubbing his spinnerets. <laughs> while rubbing his spinnerets on her abdomen during his attempt at copulation at copulation <laughs> mate binding was not necessary for the initiation of copulation in the golden orb weaving spider except when the female was resistant to mating subsequent copulatory bouts are imperative for the male's ability to copulate due to prolonged sperm transfer therefore increasing his probability of paternity. <laughs> I'm crying. I feel like that needs to be. I feel like that needs to be one of the drawing animations. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm so sorry, Wiki listeners. I apologize, but <laughs> so, someone help these poor crickets. <laughs> They're not even crickets. I know they're not crickets, but it was funny to say that. Help these crickets. Courtship displays. 
Courtship displays in sexually cannibalistic spiders are imperative in order to ensure the female is less aggressive. Additional courtship displays include pre-copulatory dances, such as those observed in the redback spider, and vibrant male coloration morphologies, which function as female attraction mechanisms, as seen in the peacock spider, Meritus volans. Nuptial gifts play a vital role in safe copulation for males in some species. Males present meals to the female to facilitate opportunistic mating while the female is distracted. Subsequent improvements in male adaptive mating success include web reduction, as seen in the Western Black Widow, Latrodactis hesperus. Once mating occurs, the males destroy a large portion of the female's web to discourage the female from future mating, thus reducing polyandry, which has been observed in the Australian redback spider, Latrodactis hesalti. Male-induced cataleptic states. In some species of spiders, such as Agilinopsis aperta, the male induces a passive state in the female prior to copulation. It has been hypothesized that the cause of this quiescent state is the male's massaging of the female's abdomen following male vibratory signals on the web. The female enters a passive state and the male's risk of facing cannibalism is reduced. This is so funny. This is all the guys are worried about. How can I not get eaten? Just like every scenario is like, how can I not get eaten? Evolution at its best. This state is most likely induced as a result of a male volatile pheromone. The chemical structure of the pheromone utilized by the male, A. aperta, is currently unknown. However, physical contact is not necessary for the induced passive state. Eunuch males, or males with partially or fully removed palps, are unable to induce the passive state on females from a distance, but can induce quiescence upon physical contact with the female. This suggests that the pheromone produced is potentially related to sperm production, since the male inserts sperm from his pedipalps structures, which are removed in eunuchs. This adaptation has most likely evolved in response to the overly aggressive nature of female spiders. Was this entire thing written by male spiders? (laughs) It's the male spider nice guys club. (laughs) Copulatory silk wrapping. Weird. In order to avoid being consumed by the female, some male spiders may utilize their silk to physically bind the female spider. For example, in Pissarina mira, also known as the nursery web spider, the male wraps the legs of the female in silk prior to and during copulation. While he holds legs three and four of the female, he uses the silk to bind legs one and two. Because the male spider legs play a significant role in copulation, Longer leg lengths in male Pimira are generally favored over shorter lengths. My God, that paragraph was pretty hot. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Costs and benefits for males. The physiological impacts of cannibalism on male fitness include his ability to father any offspring if he is unable to mate with a female. There are males in species of arachnids, such as in plumipes, 
that sire more offspring if the male is cannibalized after or during mating, copulation is prolonged, and sperm transfer is increased. In the species of orb-weaving spiders, Argiope arantia, males prefer short copulation duration upon the first palp insertion in order to avoid cannibalism. Upon the second insertion, however, the male remains inserted in the female. The male exhibits a programmed death to function as a full-body genital plug. This causes it to become increasingly difficult for the female to remove him from her genital openings, discouraging her from mating with other males. An additional benefit to cannibalization is the idea that a well-fed female is less likely to mate <laughs> is less likely to mate again. If the female has no desire to mate again, the male who is already mated with her has his paternity insured. Genital mutilation. Before or after copulating with females, certain males of spider species in the superfamily Aranoidea become half or full eunuchs with one or both of their pedipalps, male genitals, severed. What? Weird. Okay. This behavior is often seen in sexually cannibalistic spiders, causing them to exhibit the eunuch phenomenon. Due to the chance that they may be eaten during or after copulation, male spiders use genital mutilation to increase their chances of successful mating. The male can increase his chances of paternity if the female's copulatory organs are blocked, which decreases sperm competition and her chances of mating with other males. In one study, Females with mating plugs had a 75% lower chance of remating. Additionally, if a male successfully severs his pedipalp within the female copulatory duct, the pedipalp can not only serve as a plug, but can continue to release sperm to the female spermathaceae. Again, increase. <laughs> spermathaceae. That's what I'm going to go with. To the female spermathaceae. Again, increasing the male's chances of paternity. This is referred to as remote copulation. Occasionally, in 12% of cases in a 2012 study on Nephilidae spiders, palp severance is only partially due to copulation interruption by sexual cannibalism. Partial palp severance can result in a successful mating plug, but not to the extent of full palp severance. Some males, as in the orb-weaving spider, Argiope orantia, have been found to spontaneously die within 15 minutes of their second copulation with a female. The male dies while his pedipalps are still intact within the female, as well as still swollen from copulation. In this programmed death, the male is able to utilize his entire body as a genital plug for the female, causing it to be much more difficult for her to remove him from her copulatory ducts. In other species, Males voluntarily self-amputate a pedipalp prior to mating, and thus the mutilation is not driven by sexual cannibalism. This has been hypothesized to be due to an increased fitness advantage of half or full eunuchs. Upon losing a pedipalp, males experience a significant decrease in body weight that provides them with enhanced locomotor abilities and endurance, enabling them to better search for a mate and mate guard after mating. This is referred to as the gloves-off theory. Males and females have also been seen with the roles reversed in terms of genital mutilation. In Cyclosa argentialba, 
Males mutilate female spiders' genitals by detaching the female's scape, making it impossible for another male to mate with them. Male self-sacrifice. Male reproductive success can be determined by their number of fathered offspring, and monogamy is seen quite often in sexually cannibalistic species. Males are willing to sacrifice themselves or lose their reproductive organs in order to ensure their paternity from one mating instance. Whether it is by spontaneous programmed death or the male catapulting into the mouth of the female, these self-sacrificing males die in order for prolonged copulation to occur. Males of many of these species cannot replenish sperm stores. Therefore, they must exhibit these extreme behaviors in order to ensure sperm transfer and fathered offspring during their one and only mating instance. An example of such behavior can be seen in the redback spider. The males of this species somersault into the mouths of the female after copulation has occurred, which has been shown to increase paternity by 65% when compared to males that are not cannibalized. A majority of males in this species are likely to die on the search for a mate so the male must sacrifice himself as an offering if it means prolonged copulation and doubled paternity. In many species, cannibalized males can mate longer, thus having longer sperm transfers. Monogamy. Males in these mating systems are generally monogamous, if not vigenous. Since males of these cannibalistic species have adapted to the extreme mating system and usually mate only once with a polyandrous female, they are considered monogamous or monogenous. Other factors. Sexual dimorphism. Sexual dimorphism in size has been proposed as an explanation for the widespread nature of sexual cannibalism across distantly related arthropods. Typically, male birds and mammals are larger as they participate in male-to-male competition. However, in arthropods, this size dimorphism ratio is reversed, with females commonly larger than males. Sexual cannibalism may have led to selection for larger, stronger females in invertebrates. Further research is needed to evaluate the explanation. To date, studies have been done on wolf spiders such as Xyozucosa lycosidae, where the female is much larger than the male. I'm sure I said those spider names correctly. Please don't look them up. Wow. This was a roller coaster ride. I, need, I know I keep saying that things are roller coaster rides, but I did not know the sexual cannibalism page would be so crazy. And then they have that section which is just so easy to anthropomorphize the spiders when you read it one of my favorite parts of this article is in the c also femme fatale the c also femme fatale oh about the spiders yeah yeah this is what i like about wikipedia is you just read a random page and there's just crazy stuff in it you know these males are obviously, they should move out and they should say no to that girl, you know, and start them a new life somewhere else. But instead, they keep it freaky, just like WikiListen. <laughs> All right, everybody. This has been the Wikipedia page for Sexual Cannibalism, Part 2. Thanks for listening to WikiListen. 
You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is wiki underscore listen. If you have a page that you'd like us to read, please let us know. 